Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys mini show for September 22nd, 2020. I'm Brennan Storr. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is the show where we answer your emails and generally just try and figure out whatever the hell a mini show entails. <laughs> it's only the second one, so I figure there's going to be some of this this roughness as we, we figure it all out. Ooh, rough. Oh, Lord. I re- okay. Yep. <laughs> I guess the, in the mini shows, we're flipping personalities. <laughs> I just edit them less. Is oh, the thing. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he's a monster all the time. Folks. Oh, I just... stop. Stop. In between honoring my parents and reading the Bible, I don't have time for your crassness. Yeah. So what you're saying is the truth burns your skin like holy water. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> that and crosses. Yeah. How you doing, Ian? I'm all right. I had a, a long day yesterday with lots of Zoom meetings for my regular job and in which I learned, here's a pro tip for all you friends. If your desk is beside a window, make sure you close the blinds because otherwise <laughs> you look like you're sitting in, you look like you're sitting on the road sideways while the car is coming at you with its high beams on and you look absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those cameras are not great at adjusting. They're not kind. So no. I closed the blinds, but they're like those super old doctor office, um, vertical blinds. Vertical? Right. Yeah. Vertical. Um, and um, turned on the overhead light and it was still pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> operating table glow. Pretty much. Yeah. And then I had to actually go into my work and do a community meeting on Zoom and it was our first time doing it and it was fine, but we did agree we're going to get a green screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we're, we want to be able to put like the logo up behind us or something because um, I, I set up a poster or, you know, like one of those stand up display things I have for, for my job. Yep. And uh, I said to my coworker, I'm like, yeah, this looks like the worst public access cable news show ever. <laughs> well, and even better, the stupid lights are all on motion sensor. So at least three times during my 45 minute presentation, the lights went out. So that oh, was God, brilliant. Uh, luckily, it was still bright enough outside. So it just looked like we were in a really slow stroke. But yeah, it, I, it was I love, so this, I love how this public service has less ability to create videos than your average teenager on TikTok. Oh, oh, 100%. And then, of course, we spent uh, some time hanging out together in a parking lot last night. Yes. We won't get into the specifics, but <laughs> we were not selling meth or guns. No. But uh, breathing in smoke till about, what, about one thirty in the morning, 1 in the morning? Yeah, yeah. And it is so smoky right now. And you mentioned before we started up, like, it was a weird energy last night. And I don't know if it's because of the prolonged smoke but I can tell you, I was very happy to get home and lock the front door and go to my room and shut that door. And <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I, as you know, I was leaning on your car while you were sitting in it, we were just chatting. And there were several times when I noticed in the distance uh, or what distance you could see with all the smoke and mist, because mm-hmm. I think it was a combination of the two. Yeah, I think it was too. But I would see periodically in, in, in sort of my peripheral, but not close to me, kind of again, further away. What looked like black shapes. I understand that. Um, also, I think it was proximity uh, to where we were. And also the fact that we were sandwiched in a rather narrow parking lot between that building and the woods. 
oh, of course, I forget. Yeah, the woods were right there. Right. Yeah. So that actually made a lot of sense to me. And I was very uncomfortable being backed into that spot, backed into the um, tree line. But I also needed to be able to see the building. So what choice do you have? But yeah, you notice I wasn't sitting there with my window open or anything. No, no, no. You were <laughs> when I when I turned up sort of uh, tore my shirt open in front of your car, surprising you because you didn't know I was there. No. Yeah, you were head down into Netflix. And I can't say I blame you. But anyway, how are you doing? Uh, I am good. Although just on that subject, uh, before we before we move on, I did actually get a message from a friend this morning who said, did, were you out last night? Did it feel strange to you? Oh, interesting. He said it felt like some things were stretching their legs. Mm, that's a good way to put it. And then I just had a comment on Instagram as well, uh, which you can follow at Largely the Truth. Or Ghost Story Guy. Not that you would want to do that, but the, the large Mine's truth amazing. Is, is it, would we use that word? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, Bob, actually, uh, who's done a bunch of our art right. and yeah. who we told his stories in the Philippines episode, he said, the smoke and fire, it's otherworldly. I can sense mm. some heaviness that comes with it. I imagine all the dead that haven't figured out they died in the fire or the ones that can't accept they died. Six mm. whole towns gone in about eight minutes. <sighs> oh my God. Has there been a, a large loss of life? I don't honestly know. Honestly, I, I don't either. I'm trying to avoid the news as much as possible. I know, because me too. I've been we have enough depression going on right here. But, well, yeah, exactly. Depression, anxious haze, yeah. we got that covered. I mean, with Turducken going up, I mean, not numbers like we see in other countries, but our, the fact that our numbers are going up substantially, <laughs> not very comforting. No, no, that's it. it is a, it's a bad time to be abreast of current events. And the fact that I would ever wear a mask, A, in public in general, B, because of a rampant pandemic, and C, just to try and breathe through the smoke, makes 2020 a real crowning year. On the bright side, I don't have to look at your face. That is true. I think we're all just really happy about that mutually. So yeah. it's, it's a good thing. I mean, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. All right, now, time for listener mail. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Our first message is a quick one. It's from Simon in Yorkshire, England. So Simon says, I enjoyed the first mini show. I've been listening to the main show for a year or so now. It is a nice bonus. Great remix of the theme music too. Thank you so much, Simon. And Simon brings up a point that we raised in episode 92, Shapes in the Closet. The question was, can extreme non-believers block other people's ability to pick up on things? He said that he couldn't stop thinking about this because he thinks he may have been involved on the flip side of this coin. Oh, interesting. And so he wanted to pose the question, can you be opened up by an extreme believer? Oh. And he includes a story that sort of expands on this, which we're going to share in a future episode. But I, I just wanted to address that because I do think so. Yes. And in fact, I've seen it happen. I know that uh, a good friend of mine who listens to the show he was always very much skeptical. Right. And then his current partner, who he's been with, I think for about, I want to say about three or four years now, she is extremely sensitive. Like right. sees full on entities sensitive. Ugh, yikes. Yeah. Right. And consequently, he has really, he and I will have these long, I, I call them our, uh, our old man conversations where we're just <laughs> on the phone for, uh, I think our longest was six hours. Wow. Yeah, that, that was a, that was once, but usually they're like three or four because, you know, we catch up every couple months. But uh, we were chatting after midnight and somehow this well, the subject of the, the podcast came up because it represents about 75% of my life. <laughs> and we were talking spiritual things. Of course, he has a lot of shit happening at his house and outside his house. Right. 
particularly he gets a, a kind of banging or tapping on the door. I've mentioned this on the show before because they're the one who a shadow person followed home. Oh, wow. And it can't get into the house, but it seems to linger outside the house. And we think that is what is attempting to disturb the door. Oh, wow. And so we're on the phone having this conversation about all things spooky. And all of a sudden the disturbance at the door started. Oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at, you know, one in the morning. I mean, it's funny because it happens at that time of night, but also, you know, I think 10 years ago, we may not even have been having that conversation. And even if we had, I don't think he would have gone to that place. Right. Right. I just don't think he would have even approached the possibility of there being something like that because he used to date someone who would see shadows, shadow people. Okay. And he just had no awareness of it whatsoever. Right. But now he's, you know, he's seen things and he's, he's totally on board. So yeah, I do think there's definitely that, that potential there. So thank you so much, Simon. And again, we'll be sharing your story on a future episode. Our next piece of mail came from Seth and he said, I just listened to the mini episode. It was good. However, I have an Alexa in my room. Thanks for that. Oh, right. Cause we yeah. talked about the laughing Alexa. Well, and I've had unsettling moments where like we're watching a show or whatever and it will set the Google home off. Oh yeah. We've even had that uh, while you and I are talking absolutely. on Zencaster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've had this thing go off before. So remember yeah. there was that one time it started, uh, presenting you with links about unhealthy relationships. Yes. I oh, think it was being quite prophetic and profound. Um, yeah, no, that was weird. <laughs> I actually had to unplug it. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't shut up. I even had a weird moment with, I want to say, I, you know, I'm, I think it was Facebook. It was a long time ago and I was out for a drive with a friend. I think I was picking them up from work and I dropped them off at their house. And after they got out of the car, I heard the sound coming through my speakers, which wasn't the podcast I'd been listening to before I picked them up. Right. And I turned it up and it was the last minute of our conversation. What? Yeah. Just replaying through the speakers. Obviously, some app. <gasps> I know. Oh, that's it, so creepy. It was creepy as fuck. I mean, I'd be concerned if I had anything to keep private, but at this point, pff, whatever. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, it was nothing that that uh, couldn't be shared, but it, that wasn't the point. The point was it was a private conversation, and at no point had I said, record my conversation like some kind of creepy goddamn stalker. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I suppose that is a, an option. <laughs> the magic of technology. <laughs> this next message comes from Victoria. Hi, guys. I'm on my yearly drive where my partner sleeps, and I get to listen to the spooky podcasts because I'm the driver. I'm about seven hours into my drive home to Vancouver from Kitimat slash Prince Rupert and stopped in Prince George for lunch. I just finished listening to episode 85 and thought I needed to just send a thank you while I shovel in my food. I'm a social worker and for the past three years have worked specifically with people who have experienced sexual assault and domestic violence. Hearing both of you talking about unhealthy and toxic relationships, friends or intimate partners is so amazing to hear. It's not something that we hear on popular media very much or people being vulnerable with it. Thank you to the listener who also shared that. I know there are people who need to hear it in an open and non-judgmental way. I have my own experiences with toxic relationships and domestic violence, and that's likely why I took my most recent job. But even though you both were sharing something painful and personal, it made me smile to hear you both using your voice to encourage others. And yeah, th thank you, Victoria. And uh, mm -hmm. again, I, that's something that's really important to me. Yeah. Uh, be because I have, you know, especially when I was younger, been in toxic friendships and toxic relationships and didn't really realize you could just stop. Right. Yeah, I agree. And and it's a pretty powerful thing when you do realize that. I know when I turned 40, 
I almost had this reassessment of everyone in my life. And it was like, I'm not looking for someone who is, I can just take from all the time, but I would like someone who may actually give me something back in return for everything I give out. And that was kind of my criteria. I want to find a balance in all my friendships. And uh, there were a number of people that did not make the cut. (laughs) So that was, yeah, it was interesting. That was that. Well, that was something you helped me with. Specifically, I remember something you said to me because we were talking about a a friend of mine who, you know, I'd been friends with for quite a while, but Mm -hmm. they had really stopped holding up their end of the friendship for quite some time. Right. And I just kept kind of putting up with it and supporting them. And you said to me, you said, you know, what are you, what are you getting out of this? And I explained that while we'd been friends for a long time and he said, and you told me, you said, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Does that mean you owe him something? Right. You know, if, if he's continually refusing to hold up his end of, of the relationship, what is the point? Well, and the other part is, um, sometimes it's not even a matter of people being toxic in a deliberate sense. Sometimes, sometimes you grow as a human being and they don't. And there's nothing you can do about that. And it's painful in its own way, but it's important, I think, to assess that and say, oh, you know what? Here I am at X age and I am doing this and this and this with my life. And that person still thinks they're 22, which is fine. Go with God. But I'm not going to be anchored to you pulling me down because what you want is to live in that sort of era of, of life. And I'm, I'm moving on. I've grown. I've gotten wiser. I've got more insight. I've got different goals. And it's okay to move on. It's, it's totally okay. What's fascinating is, and, and I won't dwell on this too, too much. Um, I don't think they listen, but just in case. But I remember when I was 31, or 32 rather, this, this friend was a year younger. So they, they had just turned uh, 30. Right. Sorry, they just turned 31. And at one point, you know, we, we used to go out a lot and eat donuts at night and drink coffee and stuff like that. But, and I still do some of those things now, but in a much more productive and structured way mm-hmm. um, and a much less self-harming way. But that's another conversation entirely. But regardless, we stepped outside of, of this Tim Hortons at about midnight. And this person looked at me and said, you know, it just hit me. I'm, I'm over 30. I'm an adult. <laughs> and they kind of elaborated on what that meant to them in terms of assuming personal responsibility and things like this and i thought it was a a watershed moment because even at that point i was kind of getting towards the end of my my rope with this situation yeah yeah and so i thought oh this is encouraging this might be good because this person is very talented they just don't employ those talents right right and instead it almost marked uh a point of a different kind because it's almost like they retreated back from that point. Oh, interesting. Well, you know what? They made a choice. Yeah. There there wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't a state of inaction. They made a choice. Yeah. And, and that was to go back to where they feel comfortable. And I just, you know, I listening to all these people, when we bring people in for job interviews, the overwhelming common denominator is when people do things that scare them, that stress them out, that make them fearful, that's when we grow. And that's almost the only time we do grow is when we push ourselves beyond what we're comfortable with. It's quite extraordinary. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm the person I am because of 2005. The year 2005 completely broke me. Mm. Completely broke me. I, you know, we had 
probably two very important deaths in the family. Mm -hmm. One very, very important to me, like people who were very close to me. Right. And I also had the uh, nuclear level breakup of my first long-term relationship. And it was kind of uh, brought to me. It wasn't something I had a choice in. Right. And so all those coupled with, I also had a health scare and it literally just the person I was cracked. Hmm. And I became from there a much better person, I, I think. But that had to happen in the first place, you know, right. and, and even we've talked before a little bit on the show, but I mean, I, I invested in a business right. a couple of years ago and I lost, I, I sold my house so I could invest in that business oh and, I, and I lost it all. Oh no. You know, I, I lost, uh, I, I won't get into the specifics, but I lost six figures. Oh Jesus. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I deliver McDonald's to people at one in the morning now. Oh boy. But at the same time, I'm a better person because of it. Right. If I look at it in the lens of a, this is like a college education. I got a college education having my ass kicked. Right. Then, okay, well, you know what? It sucks, but I learned a lot. And again, I don't think we'd be here with a show. I don't think I would have learned the skills necessary to persevere and maintain if I hadn't had my ass kicked. Right. So anyways, we we got kind of got lost in the weeds there, but. uh, (laughs) Well, she brought up a pretty big guy. Pretty big topic. She did, yes. So thank you so much, Victoria. Mm-hmm. An anonymous listener wrote in and said, You read my story. What a lovely surprise. But the loveliest part was your discussion of how these happenings occur during moments when we are weak, tired, or beaten down. This was a revelation to me. You are absolutely correct, at least for me. During times of exhaustion and grief, I am plagued by unexplained phenomena. My usual self is a fierce attorney, and let's just say I don't exactly exude vulnerability. I guess not. You wouldn't be able to. It also explains how, why people who are struggling with addiction, mental illness, trauma, abuse seem to have these unexplainable perceptions. The vulnerability of the affected population informs the credibility of the phenomena. In a very crude and unempathetic parlance, crazy people see crazy things. Respectable lawyer ladies don't see ghosts or shadow people. Or accidentally astral project while meditating. But, well, they do. And having an outlet in your pod and your listeners is really amazing. Wow. Yeah, I'll say. What a great insight for her, though. Like, what a great freeing insight. And she makes a really good point. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want this to turn into Brennan Ian's therapy hour. It's but- starting to sound like it. I gotta be honest. <laughs> but something that occurred to me while listening to you read that was that I think we we are so quick to assume that people have only one side. Right. Yeah. Maybe even more now than than before. I don't know. Just because we're so used to kind of surface level takes with social media and things like that. But we look at a person and we see strong person. Mm-hmm. And so we assume, well, they're always that. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't tend to think of shades. Yeah. And I, I don't really have anything profound to offer there ob- other than, you know, obviously there is more. But I will say if our listeners want to kind of delve into that idea a little bit. Read, um, well, maybe don't read the book, but uh, watch Andre Tarkovsky's or St- Steven Soderbergh's Solaris. Oh, okay. They're um, sci-fi films. I think the Tarkovsky version of Solaris was from sometime in, I want to say 72 maybe. Hmm. And Soderbergh's version was sometime in the 2000s. It's very sci-fi. I, I'm not going to bother with the whole plot, but it explores the idea of people being more than just what we see of them. But when we remember them, all we remember is what we know of them. Right. Right. You know, and, and so, you know, for example, this character sees, starts to see his dead ex-wife. Right. And she's very needy, 
But mm. really, that's only because that's how he knew her. Sure. You know, people have shades. We just, we only know as much of a person as we can see of them. But even someone we know and have loved a very long time, there are still unexplored parts of them that we may never know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, again, I will take off my my Freud hat now. <laughs> Our Pop-Tart psychology session. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had a message from Heather in Indiana via the ghost line. And she said, uh, about people with infectious diseases and water parks, uh, we talked about this, I believe, on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I can confirm that it has happened recently. A coworker of mine was on leave because of Turducken after the 4th of July down here in the US. And I've been told that she went out to a water park while she was supposed to be quarantined. Freaking plague rats. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. And not, you know, I'm not going to get in here about moral judgments because that's super easy to do. But we are all in this together. We all have responsibility for keeping this thing under control. And we all make choices. Yes. I think yes. that's just the easiest and kindest way to put that. <laughs> I think you are right. Our next listener, Donna, said, thanks for the awesome podcast. I've been listening since episode 15-ish and always look forward to the next release. The way you two hassle each other is priceless. What? We hassle each other? Goodness gracious me. Maybe I just missed the announcement, but today I found your books on Kindle, so I had to snap them up straight away and we'll be saving them for my next day off and binge them with copious amounts of coffee. (laughs) You might want something stronger. Um, Keep up the great work, and hopefully Traducan will give you guys a break soon. Well, thank you so much, Donna. Yeah, thanks. And and, I mean, honestly, we we bitch about the Traducan situation, but we're so lucky here. You know, we can't bitch too much. We're lucky enough that our working situations both manage to keep us away from people by and large, even mm-hmm, mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going into restaurants and things, but I'm only in there for a moment. Right. And most of it's outside. And, yeah. you know, with the show, I mean, I have, again, additional income to kind of keep me from having to work in a gym or work in a shop where mm-hmm. I'm just constantly face to face with people. So and we talk about the, the case counts uh, going up in BC, but at the same time, on Vancouver Island, they're not. No, you know, we, no. we have that that sort of geographical um, yeah, border. Yay for the moat! Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said for those things. There is. Uh, we had an anonymous message via the ghost line, and this person said, "Well, shit, I've listened to every episode over the last six weeks. I'm caught up. Maybe I need to do Patreon." <laughs> yeah, I you agree. do. <laughs> Absolutely. Immediately go to a computer or a smartphone. Sign up for Patreon right now. Where would you do that, Brennan? How would you go about doing something so wild and, and impetuous and freeing and character building? <clears throat> Patreon.com slash ghost story guys. Oh, thank you so much for telling me. That's patreon.com slash ghost story guys. <laughs> Our next message is from Chloe. She says, I've just got the biggest shock while listening to your episode eight, the Arkansas Banshee. It's around one hour and six minutes and 20 seconds. It sounds like a Spanish woman saying a few words <laughs> over the top of Ian. Not sure if this has been pulled up before because I'm listening to random episodes that take my fancy. Know what it is? Well, it's obviously the ghost of a dead Spanish woman, Chloe. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I okay. left this in here. Okay, really? I, yeah. I know it's your favorite topic. Oh, sweet Jesus. A few episodes before that, uh, we had actually hired an Irish guy <laughs> to say certain words and pretend that he was me. I think that's what the joke was, right? Uh, well, there was, there was a couple things. In episode 27, we hired an Irish guy on Fiverr to say the Irish pronunciations of certain things. Right. And he was getting really fed up. 
Well, that was, I mean, we scripted him. To that was that. the joke. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So the joke in, in this one was, I have a terrible time pronouncing, well, I think it was the Filipino words. It was Tagalog. Yeah. There you go. And, um, I couldn't say it properly and I was stumbling over my words and all the rest of it. And so as a joke, Brennan injected this woman's voice saying the word without telling me, which was the joke. <laughs> and then I would say, did I get that right? And he'd be like, yeah, no problem. Because of course he would have edited in this woman's voice. We didn't set it up properly. And we, we, so we bubbled that one. Yeah. And so apparently everyone thought it was some spirit voice and it's not, it's just a joke that kind of fell down on its own. <laughs> yeah. We don't do that anymore. That was, uh, it, yeah. it was a funny idea. In concept, yes. In execution, yeah. less so. I think it was because your editing skills are so superior that people didn't get that it was plugged in. It may have just come through as a recording. I think that's the problem. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, sure. sounds yeah. good. So, so that's what it is, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you so much for writing. Uh, this message came in from Bob via the ghost line, and I think this is Bob Vasquez as well. Mm-hmm. He says, hey guys, Bob here. You guys mentioned that Ian's voice has a way with animals. And that's, of course, a reference to um, Ian's voice uh, soothing Stephen Rachel's birds back when they had birds. Yes. Well, I just got back from our cabin in the woods. Well, that's your first mistake, Bob. <laughs> and found out that your podcast drives away bears. That's right. From now on, I'm putting on the podcast at night with a Bluetooth speaker so the bear stays away from the cabin. The ghost story guy is better than a hunting rifle. I, I kind of thought that uh, you didn't really have a problem drawing bears, Ian, but maybe that's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our next story comes from Denise. I've run out of ghost stuff now, so I'm spending my commutes on the Cabin Fever episodes. Love them. For Brennan, Ari, Basement Bunny Show, movie recommendation, I see you on Prime, right up your alley. On the toilet front in Asia, yep, Shanghai in the 90s. I worked on cruise ships. We were in a restaurant in Shanghai, needed the restroom, hole in the ground, and I'm wearing overalls. I had to practically strip in front of giggling Chinese ladies. Not a great memory. Thanks for all you do. That is awesome. <laughs> I remember when I was in Morocco, the first toilet I found was a squad toilet. And I thought, well, this isn't happening. <laughs> Thankfully, in you know the, the sort of the, uh, the sad tell that I found, uh, they had proper toilets. Oh, okay. Of course, that turned out to be a brothel, but that's another story entirely. Whoops. Yeah. It was cheap, though. Oh, I'm sure it was some of the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they were quite lovely. I uh, and I never found out the price. Um, we, I've told you this story, of course. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> basically, for our listeners, we found this very reasonably priced hotel in Marrakesh and didn't really think much of it. But we noticed there's a lot of lovely ladies wandering around, not wearing a bunch, <laughs> reading magazines, and just kind of chilling and and my friend and i sort of thought okay well that's that's a thing and they ignored us we sat on the roof smoking and and that was pretty much the end of it but then these young german backpackers came in and these young ladies were all over them and we thought oh geez what's going on there and it was my friend who figured it out first he said uh bren i think this is a i think this is a brothel that's so funny i said no that can't be so we went to the owner we said excuse me sir Uh, he turns around is this you know young bright-eyed Moroccan man. And I said, uh, we don't want to offend you, but is this a brothel? <laughs> a house of ill repute, my good man? And he brightens up and he goes, oh, yes. Would you like one? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. You would like? And we're like, oh, no, no, thank you. Uh, can we keep staying here, though? It's quite cheap. 
<laughs> he sort of looked confused and he said, shook his head and he said, well, I, I, sure, I guess. Oh my God. That's awesome. So yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was Morocco. Morocco was an ex- interesting experience. Uh, yeah. For a lot of reasons. I've heard your other stories. Yes. <laughs> oh, and Denise, I believe I know which one you mean. Cause there's an, there's a Sylvester Stallone film from like 2000 right. called ICU. And it's very, very not great. I mean, it's not worthless. But it's not great. Uh, but there is an, a more modern one called ICU that has pretty creepy cover art. And I assume that's one you mean. So oh, I will, okay. I will check that out. Thank you. Logan says, I'd like to begin by thanking the two of you for creating this podcast and continuing to share listener stories. I feel less alone. My story is quite brief, but leaves me shaken nonetheless. My high school sweetheart and first love died of an overdose in January of 2018. Mm. The day that I found out he had died shook reality as I knew it. I rushed home from work, packed a bag and made plans to spend time at a friend's house knowing I didn't want to be alone. I started to break down and sat on my bed and through sobs said, Andrew, why? At the moment, the light bulb in my lamp burst. The light, now half dimmed, might have contributed to it, but the air in the room felt stagnant and fuzzy. My tears and heart stopped as a bulb burst, and I can't tell you why, but I paused and said, I forgive you. I would like to believe that that was his way of getting my attention and a sort of snap out of it. I forgave him, as if answering a silent question. I see him occasionally in my dreams and think of him every day in my waking mind, but haven't experienced anything like that since. Perhaps it was my own violent, anguished energy that blew the bulb. Who knows? Wow. That is so sad. It really is. And Logan, thank yeah. you for sharing that with us. That's a very personal story. It is. Yeah. I do think that was a, uh, almost maybe even an apology of a sort. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that is not an intentional thing. Yeah. It's, uh, especially right now with what's happening with the, uh, the tainted drugs crisis, you know, it's, it's, it's a real problem. Especially, I mean, I don't know about the East coast as much, but I know here on the West coast, there are a lot of people who have passed from fentanyl poisoning mm-hmm. in their drugs. And it's just an awful, awful thing. And I mean, obviously, I don't know that that's the case here, but as someone who has addicts in their family, I know how difficult that can be and, and how you kind of walk that tightrope, always waiting in some ways for that call. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you're doing well. And I'm glad you get those visitations, those dreams. I think that's, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Grace uh, sent in an email, said, I just jumped on the podcast bandwagon and my mother recommended your show. You're both so funny and the stories are great. I've only just finished episode 18, but you verified some experiences I've had. I don't talk about my experiences much to anyone because it freaks people out. I've had a wide variety of experiences since I was two, the most dramatic happening between 16 to 26. I thought having children, my darling spawn, that they drained me or something of all my energy and I wasn't having experiences anymore. But I'm realizing, no, I am still having experiences all the time. It's just like weird background noise. I don't realize I'm having it. So that was a neat revelation. That's awesome because honestly, we've talked about it before. The whole reason I wanted to write a ghost book was about kind of bringing comfort to people and saying, you know what? You're not alone, but this is a whole different revelation. So that's really cool. Absolutely. And Grace offered to send in some stories if we asked, which we've done, Uh, but we'll say it here too. Grace, uh, we we would love to hear from you. Please send away. And finally, we have a message from Courtney. Courtney also sent in a bunch of stories that we're going to share on a future episode, and she also sent us this dream, which she wanted to share because I like to get Ian's uh, interpretation of these things. My mother passed away when I was 13 in front of my eldest sister and I, and due to that, I would have some dreams about her after she passed. Sometimes they were bad, sometimes they were good, and years later, I learned I had PTSD from seeing her die. Mm. By the time I was 22 years old, I hadn't dreamt of my mom in a while. 
The house I was living in was next to a field, and some field mice had gotten into our walls, and I could very clearly hear them in my room scratching around. So I had a dream that I woke up because of noise from the mice, and I remember mentally begging for it to stop so I could go back to sleep. Then, suddenly, it did. The door across from my bed opened at that, and my mom walked in. Except it was the decayed version of my mom, and her jaw was all messed up. Her tongue was hanging too far out of her mouth, and she couldn't talk. She was holding up the decapitated body of the mice, with blood all over it and her mouth. She was showing me that she had made it stop. Now in the dream, I wasn't scared at all. I felt nothing but calm and peace, and even remembered being annoyed in the dream, like, Get out, Mom, I'm trying to sleep. When I woke up after, I remember thinking, What in the actual fuck was that? Did my mom come visit me in my dream? Or was my brain making something from the noises the mice were making? I don't know. So thank you for sharing that with us, Courtney. Uh, what do you think, you? Well, oh, that's a heartbreaking story, and I'm sorry you went through that experience. You know, I don't know that it was so much your mom coming to see you. And, and again, I know nothing. Take this with a grain of salt. I but, second that. Yeah. But my take on it is that, you know, Brennan had talked earlier about there being a version of who we see um, in our brains of the people who are in our lives. And, and I think part of the issue with your mom passing away, it was very hard for you to reconcile those two where you've got the mom who took care of you and made you dinner and all these other things. And then the mom who was gone. And I think in a way that dream was almost your subconscious's way or your brain's way of bridging those two people and bringing them together so that even though yes, your mom is gone and your, your mind was acknowledging that, that she's gone and she's passed away and, and, and all the rest of it, she still loves you and she will always love you. And she cared about you no matter what else happened. And if nothing else, um, I hope that you can take that away from it. We workshopped this a little bit before, and you mentioned also that um, you think it's significant that she wasn't afraid in the dream. I do. She will always be part of your heart and your brain as your mom, right? No matter what else happened, no matter what other history is there, she'll always be your mom and it's okay to accept that. Do you think it was a, an acceptance? I do. I do. I don't think it was the ghost of your mom. I think she's probably at peace wherever she is. I think it was more a healing for your brain and a healing for your heart. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Sorry. I'll try and be saltier. Uh, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> Fuck you. <laughs> there we go. That's better. You smell. Perfect. And I think you have too many cars. There. Um, I do. Not going to deny that one. Not going to argue with me there. Right? <laughs> So thank you to everyone who wrote in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you like this format. Let us know. I know. We've had a lot of good feedback so far, but, uh, you know, of course, if you're enjoying the mini show, let us know. If you don't enjoy the mini show, let us know. Ghostoryguys at gmail.com. That's a place to send your stories, your comments, your questions, your gentle criticisms. We want to hear it all. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, yeah, it is pretty great. And so thanks to everyone who shares with us. Uh, I know the nature of our show. We seem to sort of people trust us with very personal things. And if you don't want us to read something on air, just mention in your email and mm -hmm, we won't, mm -hmm. you know, cause we, we do get messages like that. We'll get people say, you know, X or Y, uh, please don't read this out on air at all. Even with a different name, just don't. And that's totally fine. Whatever, whatever makes you comfortable. <laughs> and now it's time for chicken talk. <laughs> So you want to know what's new in the world of chickens? 
I do want to know what's new in the world of chickens, Ian. Well, we now have... Titillate me. (laughs) Well, it might, actually. Oh, go go on. Well, we now have four hens laying out of the five, so that's big news. Cool. Um, Two of them are strutting around with their tails up now, which is also new, and that's usually what they do when they reach full maturity. But the other thing I observed from the comfort of my own home, one of them has, uh, one, one of the ladies has taken on the role of a rooster. I'm sorry? Yeah. She's mounting them and they are happy to accept. And see, chickens, it's not like they're like, you know, porn music plays and they go at it for 20 minutes. It's like they well, jump I'm on. It's sort of a boom, 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 done. Like, that's it. More like how you probably have sex. So <laughs> she... um she um she Who jumped on she, she jumped on the other hen crouched down put her wings out because in in the wild the rooster might hook his wings over hers the other one jumped on there was a fluffing of feathers and then they both jumped off and then they both did the the feather fluffing thing and walked away and I was like oh, orange is the new black right in my backyard. <laughs> As we mentioned before, if you want to get in touch, you can send us an email at ghoststoryguys at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ghoststoryguys, Twitter at twitter.com slash ghoststoryguys, and of course, Instagram at instagram.com slash the ghoststoryguys. And if you want to get in touch, you got a story to tell or a comment for the show, but you don't feel like typing, you can always call the ghost line. There's something strange in your Thanks to our listener, Amber Pease, for her fabulous ghost line theme. If you want to make up your own ghost line theme, feel free. We'd love to play it on the show. I know we have one listener who is working on one now. Very so, cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. Again, that number is one 588 6920 Or if you don't want to call, you can text at 925-553-4789. What we're going to start doing uh, every second week on this show is we're going to start playing calls from the ghost line here, or at least as many as we can fit in a reasonable amount of time. And this time around, we have a call from an, an, a listener who asked to remain anonymous. So we're just going to play the part of their call that does not identify their situation specifically. When I was 21, I was living in an apartment complex right outside of our city. And it was mainly for elderly people. Um, and a buddy of mine was coming over and helped me set up a place. One day he came over and I was listening to like a particularly eerie track. And it creeped him out so much that he started begging me to turn it off and I'm kind of an asshole so I turned it up he sat on my couch and kind of covered his face with a pillow and was telling me to to quit messing around and turn it off and so I went around and I started turning off all the lights in the apartment and uh, lowering the curtains and things like that just to mess with him more because I'm a bad friend and um, the last light was my computer monitor it wasn't pitch black in the apartment everything was dark but you could still make out shadows and like shapes of things so the second I turned off the computer monitor, that shadow got up off the couch where my friend was sitting, uh, ran past me, brushed past me, I could feel him, and then it ran into the hallway. And I was like, dude, come on, quit being a baby, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so I turned on the computer monitor again, and he's still sitting on the couch. So I had to explain that to him, and he immediately left because he thought I was still messing with him. After that in the apartment, weird things kept happening, uh, the weirdest one being... And I get chills thinking about it now, is I would receive phone calls 
this would happen a few times a week. And in the middle of the conversations, their voice would just trail off in the middle of a sentence, and they would exhale. But it would be this person's voice, whoever I was talking to. So somebody would just be saying, like, you know, hey, I'm going to the store later, and then just exhale a big, long breath. So I thought everybody was messing with me. So I'd be sitting there trying to figure out what was going on, and then my phone would ring in my hand, and it's the person I was just talking to, and they're asking me why I hung up on them. This was about, like, 12 years ago. So I thought it was just reception, but it was happening constantly. And so I figured it was just my mother messing with me and my friends messing with me, and maybe they started talking to each other, and they were all pranking me. But it was happening when I was getting calls from, like, the places I worked or, uh, like, doctor's offices and things like that. I would just be speaking with somebody, and then they would exhale, and it was always the person's voice that I was speaking with. It was their voice exhaling, and then it would just be silence. The next story comes from Mech. Here's my uh, short story of an encounter that I had a few months ago. So I live with my girlfriend's parents uh, right now with her, and the house is fairly old, probably about 100 years old. And her parents have had plenty of accounts of seeing shadow people, particularly a little girl and an older man. And I've never seen them or heard them, but I have felt the presence and felt creeped out uh, a bunch of times. But I finally had an encounter. My girlfriend was waiting in the car outside, and her parents were on their way to a restaurant we were meeting at with some other family members. And I was the only one in the home. There was no TVs on, no radios, no nothing. We have two chihuahuas of our own and then another chihuahua that belongs to her parents. And I was just checking on things, making sure everything was all locked up and put away and whatnot before I left. And they were in the bedroom, and I, I walked through there, and I go, okay, guys, I'll see you later. Uh, we'll be back in a while. And then clear as day, I hear a woman's voice and uh, in, in, in a, in a voice that I, I don't recognize go, okay. It didn't freak me out or anything, but it was definitely odd, and I noticed it, and I knew that I didn't make it up in my head or if I heard it from outdoors or something. And that's the only really experience I've ever had. And that's going to do it for the Ghost Line. Again, that number is one 588 6920 or you can text us at 925-553-4789. All right, folks, that's going to do it for our mini-show. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a week's time with our regular show, and until then... Into the darkness we go. 